Welcome to another Big Presentations minicast. Let's get going. I'm often asked, who is your target audience? Our audience is anyone who delivers presentations in small rooms. This audience encompasses many categories of people. From the municipal employee working in the finance department talking to a city council, to the project manager requesting additional funding. From a salesperson promoting a product to a small business owner explaining the value of their services. The key is that the speaker is addressing a small group of people. These presentations happen in boardrooms, break rooms, conference rooms, really anywhere a group of 3 to 30 people gathers. Today, let's focus on that final category, the small business owner. Small business owners often wear many hats, especially at the beginning. And it is at the beginning where clear communication is crucial. People need to know what you offer and how it benefits them. Your audience needs to make a connection with you and and quickly build trust in you and the products or services you deliver. The small business can live or die on the power of referrals. Word of mouth, whether face-to-face conversations or reviews online, creates powerful currents that can move the business forward or capsize it. So, how can presentations help a small business grow? Here are three venues and four things to include when you speak to those venues. The first venue is a local chamber of commerce. If you craft and deliver an effective presentation to this small group, it can lead to business and referrals. The second avenue is a local community group, such as a Lions Club, Optimus Club, Rotary Club, etc. These provide opportunities for you to invest in the community and have a natural reach into that community. And they give you a platform from which you can talk about your business. In both chambers of commerce and community groups, if you invest in volunteer opportunities and build relationships, your presentations will carry more weight and lead to business and referrals. The third option is to join a networking group where you can give and receive referrals. If you equip a networking group with easy-to-remember information and easily recalled preferred customers, It will lead to more business as fellow networkers look for opportunities to share information about your business. Perhaps you've heard the sage advice that it's more blessed to give than to receive. This guidance can seem counterintuitive when discussing business, but it's still true. Whatever venue you choose, it's wise to invest first and sell later. Seek first to give, then to receive. Be helpful before asking for help. Develop relational capital and mutual trust before asking for business or referrals. Demonstrate your character before asking people to trust it. I know this is a challenge because small business owners are often so busy wearing so many hats. Thankfully, this investment does not have to be time intensive. Whatever options you choose, you can be a helpful presence in those settings. By investing an extra 30 minutes in each meeting time, you can be the guy who helps set up and break down meeting spaces. Your presence also allows you to function as, well, somewhat of a host. Since you are there before most people arrive, you can be a welcoming presence as they arrive. There will be other opportunities as chambers of commerce and community groups host events. Now, these can be time-consuming. 
but they can also be great opportunities to develop relationships with a broader audience. Your presence at those events can open doors for future business. You are developing a reputation as someone invested in the community. All of this helps people listen when you do share information about your business. When that time comes, you want to be prepared. So, what should you share when the opportunity arrives? Here are four things to share. First is stories that reveal a need and a solution. Second is your identity, the who, what, and where of your business, and your passion for service. The third thing is two or three key services or products that you provide. And finally, there is a call to action. What do you want the audience to do? What are you inviting them to do? When you develop this big presentation, including these four things, you'll be able to use it in many different settings. You could use it in every one of the options described above. That's good news. And this is where big presentations can help you. We can come alongside you as you create, practice, and deliver your big presentation in a small room. We love doing this. Our goal is to become your biggest fan, to understand your goals, to help you craft effective messages to your audience. Given the time available, we want to help you practice effectively. And then, when it's over, we will rejoice with you as you share your experience with us. Tell us how it went. We look forward to hearing how you delivered your big presentation in a small room. Thanks for listening to this Big Presentations mini-cast. If you'd like to know more about what you heard today, well, then you have two options. One, you can check out Mike's book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms, on Amazon. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, you can check out the next episode where we will go in-depth on the topic that you heard today. We'll discuss what Mike has just talked about and get more into some stories and experiences around these topics. We would love for you to join us on the next episode of the Big Presentations Podcast. Have you been able to use some of the things that we talked about on the show? Well, let us know about it. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what information you found the most useful and made your presentation better.